Good evening. Our top story tonight, the player profiler world famous draft kit has dropped. Oh, chef's kiss. It is absolutely beautiful. You will find plenty of write-ups done by yours truly. You'll find a couple videos done by yours truly as well. Check out Isaiah Pacheco. Check out Alvin Kamara. Check out Jalen Hurts. Check out who else did I do? I am honestly, I did so many players. I'm starting to forget, but there is just so much awesomeness in the draft kit. You're gonna love it. I hope you do. And in terms of actual NFL news, the top story Bills extend Sean McDermott, the Bills extend Brandon Bean. Is this the right decision? Or are the Bills just kind of resigning themselves to being close but no cigar? All that. And much, much more on Player Profiler today. As always, happy to be here with all of you friends tonight. And happy to report on the news and the news of the day. The Buffalo Bills, Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, they have both been extended through 2027 harry snowman happy to have you in the chat the show is always so much better when you can tune in and the bills are so much better with sean mcdermott with brandon bean but they have been this close and come up so short they were supposed to be the best team in the nfl last year they lose in the divisional round they lost in the divisional round the year before in 2020, they lost the AFC Championship in the game that Josh Allen scored every time he had the ball, but it wasn't enough. Lost in the wild card in 2019, missed the playoffs in 2018, and then, as you all remember, the first year with Sean McDermott with Terod Taylor as the starter, that was the first playoff berth since 20, or sorry, in 2017, it was the first playoff berth since 1999 so the bills have been undeniably better with sean mcdermott but is this a case of we need a change to get over the hump because we've seen that happen in the past it happened with john gruden and the tampa bay buccaneers it happened with the denver broncos with john fox going to uh gary kubiak it is just something that happens sometimes where you have a great coach build a program, but just can't get over the hump. But is that enough at the same time? Would it be too much of a risk for the Buffalo Bills to ditch Sean McDermott and or Brandon Bean? Because before McDermott, like I said, they hadn't been to the playoffs since 1999. Rex Ryan was the head coach right before Sean McDermott. We all remember that. Went seven and nine and eight and eight before Rex Ryan. We all remember Doug Marone. Doug Marone goes six and ten, goes nine and seven with the Buffalo Bills and says, Well, I actually have an out in my contract because we're switching owners and I'll be more desirable. I can renegotiate on the open market, get paid more. And that didn't work out for Doug Marone at all. Got him to Jacksonville, didn't work out, but got him there. Before Doug Marone, it was Chan Gailey, 4-12, did not work out with Chan Gailey, but that spread him, shred him offense. That resulted in C.J. Spiller for a year. That was fun. 
And before that, it was Dick Jerron, seven and nine for three years, six and ten, the final part of his career. We had Mike Malarkey before that, who went five and eleven, nine and seven. We had double G, Greg Williams. I did not realize Greg Williams was actually a head coach in the NFL. Three and thirteen, eight and eight, six and ten. Greg Williams was not good. Wade Phillips, Wade Phillips back in the early 2000s, at least got two wild card losses for the Buffalo Bills. And then before him, we all remember Marv Levy, who got the Buffalo Bills four Super Bowls, lost them all. So is it better to be the runner up? Is it better to be? <coughs> Pardon me. Is it better to be? the Buffalo Bills, who they are with Sean McDermott? I think yes, but we're going to talk about why right after this word from the Podfather. Hey, it's the Podfather of great news. The 2023 draft kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up, and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team, and you can get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights, they give you the team-level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. I mean, individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you could take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioner's section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league, do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC, Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but uh, <laughs> it is the best. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Go get it. Go get it. Go get the draft kit. It is fantastic. And Buffalo Bills, go out. Go get it. Go get a Super Bowl. Here are a couple of issues with the team that, as they are right now. Stephon Diggs, he wants more input in the offense, something he felt he had with Brian Dable calling the plays. Now it's Ken Dorsey. Stephon Diggs is unhappy. They've smoothed it over for now, but it could pop up once again and even more importantly Stephon Diggs still needs help Gabe Davis is a wide receiver three Khalil Shakur probably a three there's, there's a really small chance he's a wide receiver two, probably a three four Deontay Hardy is a four Trent Sherfield is a four five and yet we're trotting these guys out with Stephon Diggs giving him no help best offenses in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles, Devontae Smith, alongside A.J. Brown, the Alpha. We have Cincinnati Bengals, T. Higgins, alongside the Alpha, Jamar Chase. 
these are the teams that you want to bet on or be the Kansas Chiefs have Travis Kelsey, a bunch of guys and Patrick Mahomes, but a elite offensive line. Because the Bills don't have that either. The Bills don't have a dominant offensive line. Sure. Left tackle, Deion Dawkins, center, Mitch Morris. They are rock solid, ever steady. But other than that, there's some questions that we have here. Left guard, Roger Staffold, he is gone. He was not good last year. He is gone. Replace him with Connor McGovern from the Dallas Cowboys. But McGovern was the worst offensive lineman on the Dallas Cowboys. He only had really one year as a starter. So he's still an upgrade over Roger Saffold, at least what we saw from Saffold last year. But how much and was it worth it? And then at right guard, we have Ryan Bates. He was great in a reserve role as a backup center, backup guard. He was phenomenal at that. And then just sort of okay as a starter. So now he's in a competition with David Edwards, former Rams starter, who was always kind of below average starter, average starter. Anyways, the hope is that second rounder Osiris Torrance can step in and dominate from day one or at least as soon as possible. But there are growing pains with rookies. And at right tackle, we have Spencer Brown, who was not great as a rookie, was not great as a sophomore. That's not all his fault. He did suffer from injury, played worse after the injuries. But right tackle isn't answered. They have David Questenberry as the backup. He's a solid backup, but he's more of a, a swing tackle. The question mark is Tommy Doyle, who fifth rounder in 2021, but that's not really an answer either. The Buffalo Bills have massive question marks at left guard, right guard, and right tackle. And that could be a problem. So could the pass catchers. Sure, they have Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid is a move tight end. He's not going to be on the field every down. It was... Not an ideal draft pick by Brandon Bean. He was saved in the second round by drafting Osiris Torrance. If you swap those picks, if you make Osiris Torrance the first round pick, and if they draft, um, if, if in the second round they draft Dalton Kincaid, that is much, much, much better, much preferable, but it still works. The Bills are still a good team. The Bills are still... Super Bowl contenders. There are just holes in this roster that we did not expect heading in to 2022. This looked like the best team in the NFL. It looked like they had no no holes. It looked like right tackle. We're going to see a step forward. Left guard, we're going to see an upgrade. At cornerback, too, we had a first-round draft pick. He was just going to step in and start. That's not how it worked. Kair Elam has struggled to start his NFL career. He's competing with Christian Bedford still, the fifth round, sixth rounder from last year. It's not all set in Buffalo. They need Vaughn Miller back as well. If he's not back, then the edge rush is going to struggle. They do have uh, a bit of a rotation. They have Shaq Lawson, who will rotate with AJ Epinesa, who will rotate with Boogie Basham. They're all across from Gregory Russo, but... The Bills' defense works a whole lot better when it's Russo and Vaughn Miller and then the, those guys just rotating in to keep everyone fresh. This, for the Buffalo Bills, doesn't work so well. And who's the second linebacker on the defense? We know it's Matt Milano, but it's open competition, and the answer could be nobody. So the Buffalo Bills, it's great 
that they extended Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean. They both deserve it for the work that they have put in. They should not be moved on from to reach that next level just yet and sign them through 2027. Really, we all know that means it gives them probably two 2020, yeah, probably 2025 after the 2025 season. So maybe give them three more years locked in and you can reassess. But sometimes when you have a coach that has you competing at the top of the NFL every year, even when you haven't been the most talented team, the Buffalo Bills haven't always been the favorite. They disappointed this year. But a couple years ago, making the AFC championship, that was a surprise to people. So maybe the Bills just need something to break their way. Maybe they just need a little bit of luck in the playoffs, something that they have never had. But for better or for worse, this is who the Buffalo Bills are. And just remember, Josh Allen, he's got a healthy elbow this year. I'm excited to see the Buffalo Bills. It's weird that they are not underdogs, but they're almost overlooked compared to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. We will get to the rest of the NFL right after this. Let's take a moment to talk about Underdog Fantasy. Now, many of you have already signed up. Thousands have signed up from Player Profile already over the years. Underdog has supported us since 2020. Much of what you see on Player Profiler is because of Underdog, because of their support. Get the Underdog app, plug in that promo code UNDERWORLD. I used to play Underdog just for the best ball drafts. I mean, the best ball drafts are amazing. These draft rooms fill so quickly, and... You can win life-changing money. You want to take advantage of all the sleepers we talk about on this show? Well, what better place than in an underdog draft room to do that? And I recommend taking your underdog play to the next level by diving into their NFL pickums. It's important to correlate those NFL pickums. You can pick both the quarterbacks and the wide receivers to exceed expectations. Correlate them, and you can 5X your payout. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Underdog Fantasy, the promo code is UNDERWORLD. For an instant deposit match up to $100, Underdog is the truest friend of the underworld. We have some updates on rookies across the NFL. Of course, there is no practice right now, so things are just a little bit quieter. We're not getting Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, DJ Stroud. We're not getting any of these highlight videos. That's okay, though. We get stories about Jordan Addison just really diving into the playbook, becoming a professional alongside Justin Jefferson, learning from him everything that he can and get updates on some contracts. Will Anderson signs four years, 32 and a half or $35.2 million fully guaranteed with a $22.6 million signing bonus. Congrats to Will Anderson. And we've got the Pittsburgh Steelers. Two of their rookies have signed Roger Jones, the left tackle who might not be a starter from day one. Dan Moore, the incumbent started at left tackle the past two years. He has come in in shape. He has come in ready to compete. He has looked better than Broderick Jones so far in camp. So maybe we see Broderick Jones wait a year. Maybe we, we see, I don't know. It's not always a bad thing for rookie offensive linemen to not have to start. You have to earn your job. Dan Moore, keeping it his all. Maybe he shifts over to right tackle, getting the performance that he has had so far. But either way, Broderick Jones under contract in a position battle and that he is not currently winning. We also have Keanu Benton, the 49th overall pick in the NFL draft who makes history. Keanu Benton is the first 49th overall pick to get guaranteed money heading into year three. Usually 
that point in the second round in just the first two years that are guaranteed, but he gets some guaranteed money in the third year. That is historic for Keanu Benton. Also a great pick by the Pittsburgh Steelers. They are just such a consistent organization. Love what they do. Moving on to Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook is really doing a good job PR-wise. He keeps giving interviews, keeps talking to people, and it keeps him in the news. This time he's saying that a lot of people got me pegged to go back home to Miami. And a lot of people got me pegged to go into the Jets. It's all over the place right now. Right situation, helping somebody turn the page. So that means absolutely nothing. He acknowledges that, yeah, people think I'm going to the Dolphins. Yeah, people think I'm going to the Jets. But it doesn't actually tell us anything. Not at all. It doesn't tell us a damn thing. What's up, Space Monkey Mafia? Happy to have you in the fantasy condo on the show. Appreciate you tuning in live. But don't really appreciate Dalvin Cook just continuing to give interviews, continuing to keep himself in the headlines because he's trying to say relevant. It is great for PR, but it's annoying for me because I have to just keep reading the same story over and over and over again because that's what I do. I read all of the news so you don't have to. And the news on Dalvin Cook is there is nothing to report. He keeps his name in the media by giving interviews. Great strategy. Nothing to report. Moving on to some final bits of news across the NFL. Rob Ninkovich has unfortunately been released by ESPN, the two-time Super Bowl champion with the New England Patriots. Has been released. He has been let go as part of some layoffs that are going at ESPN. They are making some changes. Downsizing. Cable is struggling thanks to independent outlets, especially places that can operate on YouTube and other places effectively and just give better quality information that ESPN is getting. We wish Rob Ninkovich the best of luck in his future endeavors. We hope he lands on his feet quickly. But ESPN, unfortunately, is going to be letting go a lot of people, and I am not excited to report on all of it. Not excited to report Cordero Patterson. Because Cordero Patterson, he could get back to the 2020 run, one role that he had. The one that he had 52 receptions for 540 yards and five touchdowns, where he was a running back still playing some wide receiver. And the only problem with that is he just aren't enough touches. This is a low-volume offense with a not a rookie in Desmond Ritter, but not a seasoned rook, not a seasoned sophomore either. He's literally a sophomore, but... This is going to be a low-volume offense with Desmond Ritter. And there's just not going to be enough touches for Cordero Patterson to get 52 receptions. It's just not going to exist. We've got Drake London. We've got Kyle Pitts. We've got Bijan Robinson. Matt Collins is going to get in there as well. Just not enough on the table for Cordero Patterson unless he becomes a full-time wide receiver. Which even then, he's not going to be a full-time starter because they run so much two tight end stats. He's not going to past Matt Collins. He's going to have to be that wide receiver three and there's Scotty Miller. So this is just nothing. People are bored talking about Daryl Patterson. The Rams don't seem as bored talking about Tutu Atwell. They're saying that he will have a role in the Rams often, but how big is that role? What kind of role is it? Because with Tutu Atwell, we've never seen the Rams have a rotation always been three wide receivers it has always consistently been sammy Watkins, robert woods cooper cup and then brandon cooks robert woods cooper cup and then it was odell beckham robert woods and van jefferson 
we just see this year after year. They have three wide receivers. And finally, this year, it doesn't look like that. Van Jefferson and Cooper Cup are locked in as starters. Is Tutu Atwell a full-time starter and three wide? Are they going to mix in Ben Skoranek because he is bigger, stronger, faster? Can play some fullback too? Are they going to mix in any Puka Nakua because they seem to love him as a Robert Woods replacement? Tutu Atwell will have a role in the Rams offense, but what is that role? Is it just the Deshaun Jackson deep threat? I don't know. But we're going to find out together as training camp continues to go on. Johnny Lechner, appreciate you tuning into the show. Would you rather trade the 106, most likely JSN, for DK Metcalf? Playing to win now, but I can be patient with JSN. I am torn. Ooh, I think uh, if it's, it's most likely JSN, but if it's not, if it's not JSN and you're not getting Jameer or Bijan, then I don't like, I don't know if I want the risk of missing out on JSN. I might rather keep DK, but maybe you can wait until during the draft and <clears throat> make the trade then. Mm. Yeah, I think I'm. I might stick with DK. Are, are you sure it'll be JSN? So I'd rather have JSN long term. DK. Since you're win, since you're now, you know what? Just keep DK Metcalf. I think just keep DK. Some more updates around the NFL. Jordan Love. Romeo Dobbs thinks that Jordan Love can do the exact same thing as Aaron Rodgers. And Romeo Dobbs continues to get hype that he doesn't deserve. Romeo Dobbs is not going to be a wide receiver, too. Going to lose to the job to Jaden Reed. But where's Jaden Reed going to fall in order? Because right now, Luke Musgrave. Luke Musgrave is the one that is getting all of the snaps with the first team. Jaden Reed is not. It's getting some snaps with the first team. Not all. So could we see a point where... Luke Musgrave is the second read behind Christian Watson's Romeo Dobbs. He's going to fall to fourth. Jaden Reed, is he still the number three behind Luke Musgrave? Could be. Stay tuned to some articles from Player Profiler. We also have Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey took some offense from Jamar Chase the other day, saying Pat who? Pat Mahomes obviously didn't like that either. He showed off his two Super Bowl rings. That's who. Travis Kelsey says, do not respect, disrespect his quarterback. And I got to be honest, I am absolutely loving the budding rivalry between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bills almost forgotten about in this conversation. Make no mistake, this is a three-headed monster in the AFC. And it's just making football so much better. 